What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 20. We did it. 20 episodes of Two Dudes of Sports News. We are one-fifth of the way to 100. 20th um, anniversary. As always, what's up? 20th anniversary. Yes, sir. <laughs> as always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. All right, so we're going to get in with this now. I do want to give a warning to some of our non-football fan <laughs> listeners. Uh, this is going to be a football-heavy episode. Yep. Um, just a, a fair warning now. If you love good old-fashioned American NFL and college football, well, stick around, man. Well, one thing I will say, um, a lot of te- well, we can give some baseball news. Uh, a lot of teams have already uh, – right now we're starting to get in October. Baseball, mm-hmm. um, like The playoffs start soon. And Aaron, like Aaron Judge just clinched home run number 60. Mets uh, are doing Mets things. Mets have clinched the playoffs. Houston has clinched their division. Um, the Braves have clinched the playoffs today with the win over the Nationals mm-hmm. by this time. And at by also by this time, they're only one game back in the Mets in that division. Uh, I think the Cardinals already clinched their division. And that's uh, that's about it. That's there you go. It. There's your non-football news. <laughs> non-football news. <laughs> There's your non-football news. If you want to hear more football news, let's stick with it. So let's get right into it with NFL Week 2. What I want to start off with, uh, Jalen, this is going to be heavy on you for some of this. And then I'll I'll get into a little bit of this stuff. Tua might be that dude. Tua might be that dude. I that was an incredible game, and I look. I'm still gonna call him Noodle Arm, but he might be that dude. Like that was a wild finish to that game. For those who don't know, if you didn't watch the Ravens and the Dolphins play this past weekend, no, if you didn't watch the last, if you didn't watch the last quarter, go back watch the highlights, man. That was. Unreal. What do you think, man? I two it might be it. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings like I am every Sunday from um from the first from the first part of the games to the afternoon games. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yep, not a sponsor, hopefully. Um but anyway, I was there. I was watching the game. Two did play bad. He had two interceptions. One of them was an overthrow. The other one was a tip. I think it was a tip drill, something like that. Not really sure. Um he never wavered. He never flinched. And when it hit the second half, when Mike Gusecki caught that touchdown, I said, like, all right, cool, cool. Then I saw, then I started seeing um, Ravens make minimal mistakes. Lamar Jackson, who was, according to a lot of people, was the best quarterback on the field, and I do agree, at that point for first three quarters. Pay the man. Pay the man. He earned his money, without a doubt, with, uh, with the two performances that he's had. Um, a lot of we'll get into Lamar Jackson in a minute. He got like he got stopped on the fourth down. That was really spark. Tyreek Hill found uh, like was able to make a man miss, but on the first t- on the first touchdown with uh, Tyreek Hill on that sixty yarder, it was the anticipation by Tool to go ahead and say like he got him beat. He didn't wait until he beat him, but he threw it r- right two seconds before he beat him. He threw him and open. He threw him open, and people want to say it's on a throw. Look, we are so fixated in society about how we get things done rather than get 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 the job done. Tua got the job done. Yeah, he got the job done. He hey, completed degrees, he completed, man. He completed. The pass the tool for 60 yards, then got another 40 yarder to tie the game after the defense got another stop. So you got a tie game. Lamar Jackson did everything he could, got his team in the field goal range, had a chance for a touchdown, but he overshot, but he overshot 
he overshot Mark Andrews. Mm -hmm. Setting up a Justin Tucker field goal. We all knew he was going to make it. Mm -hmm. Tool came right back and answered. Answered Which was crazy. And credit to his offensive line for finally getting a run game going with Chase Edmonds being able to blow up through the hole and get there leading up to Bama on uh, Bama on Bama connection to win the game. And I'm like, it gave me it gave me the energy of the 2017 national championship game when Tua was entered into the second half uh, um, for Alabama versus Georgia. It was and a fun game. It was a fun game. I was so happy for Tua after everything he's been through, all the criti- all the criticism, all the hate, all the ridicule, to have that moment. Now he's got a big Texas next week because he got the inferior Josh Allen. I'll tell the story on why I call him the inferior Josh Allen. I think a lot of <laughs> we'll people get into that, that in a minute. We'll get into that in a minute. But he got Josh Allen in the Bills, who looked about unstoppable. He got them next week in Miami. But overall, I'm happy for him. I'm hoping that he gets the respect that he's not a bust, that he's not a bum. I'm hoping that he gets that respect. I'm not oh, for I'm, sure. I'm not. Def- I'm not gonna say like he's a top ten quarterback. Yada yada yada. He ain't none of that. I'm not going. I'm not going to say that. What I'm say is he can be a franchise quarterback. He will be a franchise quarterback. And people want to say Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle made him look good. Um, last time I checked, I think the definition of a wide receiver is to go out and catch the ball and make plays when the quarterback throws you the ball. And the job of a quarterback is to go out, make good decisions while throwing the ball. I think you're supposed to have receivers that make you look good. Yeah. So although it not, doesn't always work if you want all, go ahead, that, sorry. All that all that nonsense is like they made them look good. Uh yeah, that's the job. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. And the biggest thing, and the biggest thing about not ending on this one. We we talked all about this. And a man, uh, like I was listening to speak on on FS1. Amenya Acho uh did a terrific job at analyzing this, saying like if this was Justin Herbert that threw for 469 yards and six touchdowns, if this was Patrick Mahomes, if this was Tom Brady, if this was Aaron Rodgers, if this was Lamar Jackson, if this was uh, Joe Burrow, all the media would have lost their mind. Oh, yeah, yeah we'd be kissing the ground they walked on. Yeah, but because this is Tua, we want to find excu- – a lot of people want to find excuses to how the heck this happened. We're not going to do that. Think about no. this. Justin Herbert, he got two dogs, possibly more. Patrick Mahomes, he got two dogs on his team. Travis, Ke- Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and maybe even Sky. Maybe if you want to include Sky Moore, uh, he got he got tra- he got Travis Kelsey and Juju. Um, Justin Herbert got Mike Evans. I um, got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Joe Burrow got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase along with Tyler Boyd. Herbert's All got th- some more help than that. He's got Eckler, he, and he's uh, also got that, Everett that, too. Like that's besides the point. So you give a guy like Tua, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, along with Mike Gusecki. Okay, weapons are even. Guess what? Who leads the league? Who leads the league in passing yards? That would be Tua. Right now. And not to mention he's winning. He's two and zero. Yes, the Patriots are not that good, even though they did beat the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. The Patriots are not that good, but the Ravens are going to be good. And the Dolphins went out and beat him. 
So any tool was one of the main reasons why. He got nice. the ball where it needed and where it needed to be. He handled he played the a great game. He played a great game. And one thing I like too is I liked how Eric Armstead, when they were doing that last drive, you can see Tua was like doing a hurry up. And I don't know if you saw the clip, but Eric Armstead just like tells like, dude, calm down, relax, do your thing. Like, just relax. We got time. We got timeouts. We're good. Just work. Tool, and he did. I think Tua was calm the whole the whole entire game. And the thing about it, Tua made plays himself. Like that one spin move to uh to uh the Craycraft, mm-hmm. where he went one way, he spun the other way. Also, there was a video saying like, "All right, I flipped the I flipped the video and made Tua right handed." It looks <laughs> so different. So I think it's like the way we see left handed quarterbacks. Yeah, to a certain degree. A lot of well, people there see aren't too many way. of them. But like overall, Tua handled his business. He did. Now let's talk about someone who didn't handle their business. We'll make it real brief. Uh, well, two people who didn't handle their business: Kirk Primetime Cousins himself. Non Primetime. Oh my God, uh, Vikings fans! I'm sorry, man. I hope y'all get a quarterback soon. That let's, was a let's abysmal. Get Before we get to him, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and get the flowers. Jalen Hurts is coming. Yeah, he is coming. Remember what Josh? Remember what Stephon Diggs did, has done. Uh, you see what Stephon Diggs to me, who, who I feel like is the best um, best wide receiver in football. You see what Diggs has done for Josh Allen since he's been traded there. Everyone needs a true number one wide receiver. Diggs has been balling out. AJ, we'll get to him in a AJ Brown is about to be that for Jalen Hurts. They already for got sure. a connection. Devontae Smith, he ain't no number two. The dudes is still number one. But like AJ Brown's gonna make it easier for both of them. When you have a guy who can distract from and draw away another number one corner when you basically have to make them choose who you're going to defend, uh-huh. as a quarterback, you're going to be better. So I think them signing A.J. Brown was a fantastic move. Um, you touched on Diggs a little bit. I want to talk about uh, – let's get to the AFC South just a tad. Uh, and I want to talk about how the inferior Josh Allen is looking very superior at this moment. Because they absolutely dragged. Before we go there, we got to go back to Kirk Cousins. All right, we'll make it quick. Since Kirk Cousins has been a starter in the league, he is below 300 in primetime games. That is 2 and 10. That is no 2 and 10 in Monday Night Football. It's much work. You got to count Sunday night. That's right. You got to count. You got to count Sunday night. You got to count, um, you got to count Thursday night. And some and heck, you gotta count like the game. You gotta count the games of the week on the four o'clock games. Kirk Cousins, he'll show like, and people want to say you was giving Kirk Cousins praise when he beat the Packers. What time was that game? That game was at one o'clock, just like with everybody else. So Kirk Cousins can ball when the lights are not on, but once the lights are on and you don't, and, and the whole world sees you, bruh. No, you shrink. And also, I got to give credit to the Eagles' defense, primarily Dar- uh, Darius Slay. Dog, he cl- he claimed Justin Jefferson. I Slay, look at the stats. Slay did um, great. When Slay was on JJ, dog, five targets, one catch for only seven yards, two picks. And with Kirk Cousins, you tried Slay and, J- and JJ twice. The first time it should have been picked. Then he said, like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. Darius Slade didn't miss that another time. You want to know Kirk Cousins' career record? Because I just pulled it up. 62, 63, and 2. 
absolutely ridiculous. Okay, now we can move on. It is what it is. Let that one sit for a little bit. It is what it is. But as right now, like Eagles, Eagles, uh, they look like the best team in the NFC right now. And this is this is coming from a Jags fan. I know Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the best record either, but it's also been a year. So breathe, and we'll get into my Jags in a minute. I actually get to be happy about them for once. But let's keep it with the AFC. <laughs> that was petty. NFC. <laughs> that was petty. Uh, the Bills are God right now. The Bills absolutely demolished Tennessee. That was hilarious to watch. The Bills are the best team in the, and the Bills. Bills are the best the team in the football right no, no, now. Hold on. Bills and the Chiefs are the best teams in the AFC right now. It's between those two. I think the Bills are the best team in football, and that's because they're the most complete team in football. They, right they've now. been dominant. I give you that, but I can't. Not, the, here's the thing: I'm not going to be quick to say the Bills are going to the Super Bowl only because of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs, because they never beaten them in playoffs. That is a fact. That's true. I'm not going to. I'm not going to knock that. Yes, they changed a lot of things, but Diggs has been with the team even in those playoff games. Now, here's the thing about the Bills. The defense has gotten better because they finally got a pass rush. Mm-hmm. What, like, remember, we go back, go back to all the conversations that you and I have ever had. I've said this repeatedly. The defense has been there for the Bills. The problem right. has been they got to find ways to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground when they need it in most. And they've never been able to do that consistently. I With think Von this Miller having a resurgence. And not only that, we know what Von Miller is going to do for the locker room. We know what he's going to do as a pass rushing, as a, as a pass rushing mentor for a lot of those young edge rushers on that team. You see what Greg Russo has looked like since Von Miller has came. Bro, Ed Oliver, too. Ed, Ed, Ed didn't play last night. He's still balling out, though. Yeah, but he didn't play last night. But the thing I'm no. trying to tell you is this. Von Miller is a great for the locker room. He's a, And he's starting to get into his own. At, he looking like prime Von. Yep. He's looking like his old self, and he ain't got to do too much. But teach these young guys, all right, this is what I do. This is where you put your hands. This is how you set your stuff. This is where you're trying to aim. He's teaching these young guys. They're going out and doing it. And here's the dangerous part about it. The Bills are going to have – they might have Michael Hyde out next week with the concussion, but your Darius White ain't even back yet. No. That's scary. Last night what they did to Tennessee, they did that without Gabe Davis, who's a touchdown machine. Yep. This defense and offense can only be better. Defense is going to get better. Offense, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. Well, inferior Josh Allen is inferior Josh Allen. Um, they still got to find ways to run the ball consistently. They have to find a way to run the ball consistently that doesn't require Josh Allen to be the main bell cow back. Right. And get there. Diggs is unguardable. Yeah. He, he's he, Stephon Diggs is him. He is him. He, he is said, him. He said that, he said that opening night. He is him. And he darn show is that. The Absolutely. Bills are something serious. Them and the Chiefs are the best teams in the AFC. 100%. I, I Arguably, I think they're currently the most complete and one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league right now. But I want to talk about the the current kings of the AFC South, the the top dog if or top cat, if you will. The Jaguars are in first place. I know you have we, it right. I'm, I'm, we you know are what? in first 
place. Go ahead. Let it out. This is we get, awesome, we got man. Oh, it's not going to be for much longer. But we're in first place. I mean, we played lights out on Sunday. We shut out the elite Matt Ryan and the entire Colts offense. Whoa, Defense whoa, played whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get crazy now. Oh, I, elite, I, I elite, never. elite is a strong word. Oh, you know I jokingly call Matt Ryan elite all the time. Mitch, that joke's for you, he, man. He, he, he's, he's good, <laughs> but the e, word, the e word, we can't just throw that out like that. Oh, no, no, no. He's not elite. Um, but Not I, anymore. I use that as a sarcastic uh, little shot there because everyone talks about how elite Matt Ryan is. I'm like, oh, he's so elite. But, yeah, uh, we shut him out. Uh, defense played lights out. Walker looked good. The superior Josh Allen looked good. Devin Lloyd looked fantastic. Aluakon looked great. The defense looked really, really, really good. Rayshon Jenkins had a great game too. James Robinson is back and fully healthy. Christian Kirk is playing like the man we paid him to be, and he's looking like a bargain right now, actually. He is uh, – Yeah, Christian Kirk top, has looked good. Top 10 of receiving yards, and he's tied for, I think, seventh of touchdowns with three. What about Ingram? Ingram, I, he he looked good. He's still kind of coming into his own. Kirk was definitely the focal point for the passing attack uh, or on Sunday. And uh, Trevor looked really good. The O-line handled their own. The The team looked complete for the first time in a long time. James and, Robinson continues to still give me fantasy points, and I'm happy about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me, shoot me too. I love it. I, I, I think the Jags are looking good. I think we finally have a good coach. And speaking of coach, we're going to – Get a little coach heavy with some of this. Uh, in before, Denver we do, is- before, before we do, we already talked a little bit about the Colts. Um, mm-hmm. Got to go back to uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill's time is up. Oh, he's gone. He's gone at the end of the year. I, they I lost. Oh, and for what Tennessee's organization has done has been bad. Yeah. Since they made the AFC Championship three three seasons ago. Derrick Henry's coming off of ACL. Your offensive line is not able to get any type of push. And Derrick Henry is a straight line shooter. He's not a, he's not a shifty type of guy. He's smooth and he's a straight line guy. He'll like he'll read the lines and he'll hit that hole and use his power. I'm happy that he got a touchdown last night because like Derrick Henry's my all-time favorite. It's one of my all-time favorite running backs. That's one. Other thing is this. Ron Tannehill can't hit nobody right now. Nobody can no. get no separation, but he is been making bad decisions after bad decisions. Yeah, I, and the offensive line is not the same because one of their former offensive line was Roger Saff- uh, Safford, uh, who was with that offensive line back when Derrick Henry was running roughshod over everybody in the playoffs during that run. Mm-hmm. He's with Buffalo, and he was an all-pro last year. So – they lost a lot of offensive line. They let AJ Brown like they let AJ Brown go. So you're replacing that with a rookie who didn't have mm-hmm. the best night, who who also didn't have a good night. So the Tennessee Titans are a mess right now. Right. And I think and I believe it's gonna get worse. I don't even think Malik and Malik Wright played a little bit. Dog, it's not gonna get no better for Tennessee. No time. No, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. But let's get into a let's keep it somewhat AFC South and uh Denver beat Houston in the most boring game of the weekend. Uh, Russ isn't looking good, man. Do you think it's Hackett or do you think it's him? I saw an article uh, from, oh, who was it? Uh, Lockett was quoted saying that Russ is using the same hand signals he used when he was in Seattle. So I don't know if that's true or not, but if the defense know those hand signals, they know exactly what will like happen. So 
Russ is do not, you think it's Russ is not playing good? Not be, like first off, there's already been reports that he's gained a lot of weight. Um, he doesn't want to run like he used to anymore because he wants to be in the league a little bit longer because he's already said repeatedly he wants to play until he's 40 as well. In order to do that, you can't get hit a whole lot. With Russ, he is going to get hit a whole lot. Right. Because, one, he likes to hold on to the ball a lot because he's used to that. He's used to making plays through both with his arms and legs. But the chemistry with his receivers, they're not there yet. It's still early on that. So with him, I'm not worried. He's going to figure it out. The thing that worries me and that I place majority of the blame, Russ is responsible for for a lot of things, but he's not responsible for his team not being ready to play. Mm-hmm. Like his, he's not responsible for not getting the plays off on time. Well, maybe he is or maybe he isn't. We don't know who's really calling the shots on that part. And he's not responsible for leading a team that is the number one team in the in the league for most penalties within two games, which are at 26 or 25. That would be on coaching because the job because uh, the job of a head coach. And Cowboy fans can relate to this because they deal with this with Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. The job of a head coach is to have your team ready to play. Now, you right. need leaders to help them uh, be, get them ready to play as well. But more so or not, as a coach, you're trying to get your team prepared and ready to play. The last two games that we've seen from the Denver Broncos, they have not been prepared. Defensively, no. defensively they have because they've only allowed 17 points the last uh, – they've only allowed 27 points the last – scratch that, hold up. Houston only scored what nine? Uh yeah. Houston scored nine. Seattle got seventeen. They've only allowed twenty six. They've only allowed twenty six points in two games. That ain't bad. No, it's Defensive, not bad at all. That's not bad. Defensively, they're good with Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, and that crew. Patrick Satan in the back and like in the back end. Offensively, they have no identity. That's on the coach. Mm-hmm. They have no cohesion. That's on the coach and the quarterback. The offensive line and running the ball, and they have their moments. They're doing they're doing simple stuff, but the play calling ain't good. The play design's not good, and without the and the time and the chemistry with the receivers, it ain't there. And a lot of that, bro. Remember, Nathaniel Hackett came from on what came from Matt Lafleur and the and from the Green Bay Packers. Right. Matt Lafleur was doing a majority of the play calling and the and the play designing. Right, and then Chris Collinsworth said on Sunday night, like on uh, said on Sunday night that Aaron Rodgers liked Nathaniel Hackett because he made him laugh. That's a red flag. <laughs> and remember, Denver organization-wise, they wanted Aaron Rodgers, and they thought right. they was gonna get him when they signed Nathaniel Hackett. They got Russell Wilson. To me, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett got the guy that he wants. And no. nor he I, he doesn't have the experience. You can see when he is coaching, when he's even on the podium. Dude looks scared. He doesn't know what he's doing at the moment. He's better. He might be better as a coordinator than he is a head coach. But he's not getting his guys ready to play. This dude looks scared. Come Sunday night because Denver's at home against San Francisco. Oh, and not and don't get me started with with his time management. 
<laughs> the Niners are coming into town with Jimmy G coming off a win over my Seahawks. And I'm worried about Denver. They and they uh, with them being in the AFC West, they cannot fall to one and two. But no. lucky enough, they're not gonna go 0 and 3. They did get the win, but they gotta find a way to get the offense going. Their defense can get stops. But that offense has got to find a way to get things going. That offense is looking like a JV offense right now, man. It's not good. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, yesterday, I made a, a timeline. Well, my, not much of a timeline, but a list of headlines and takeaways from week two. And we're going to go by back, and we're going to go off that just to get all the games in and our remarks about of every almost the rest of the other games of week two in the NFL. So here's what we're, so I'm gonna hit name them. We're gonna give our reactions. All right, let's do it. All right. Jim is it Jimmy G time again. First, I think this, first things ahead. first. The uh Trey Lance suffered a broken ankle. Surgery was successful. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to him and hope for his recovery. But I think this was going to be the best. I think this is going to be the best thing for on for the Niners going forward, because Jimmy G, uh, G uh, Jimmy Garoppolo already knows what to do in that offense, and every yeah. and everybody in that locker room loves him. They do, and you could tell that by the game too. So I mean, I think it'll be the best thing for him this year. Plus, if Jimmy G can stay healthy and have a good solid season, that yep. only makes his trade value go up. Yep. Makes it so I think this is the best of both worlds. I think Niners are um, – I think yeah, I think this works out. Unfortunately, it worked out the way it did, but I think this is the best thing for him for the year. Give Cow- Trey more time to learn. Cowboys and Bengals. Michael Parsons already defensive player of the year. My answer for sure. is yes. For sure. I, but reminder to our audience, I'm a diehard Cowboy hater. We both. I are. hate them jokers with a burning passion. To me, the state of Texas is an infestation, <laughs> full of delusional cowboy fans. Y'all get one win, y'all think y'all going to the Super Bowl. Y'all make me sick every time y'all are miserable. It brings me peace to this world. <laughs> I wish for nothing but misery. With that being said, Michael Parsons, that he that dude is something special. Oh, Mike I, I can't knock it. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's more dangerous outside. I didn't think he was that. Re- I didn't think he was that great of a pass rusher until I saw him on the edge, and I'm like, "This dude's insane." Oh, he can ball. This dude is absolutely. Insane. And what? And, like we know, Cincinnati's offensive line is bad, and that'll lead mm-hmm. me to my next one. But what he did to him, he just tore the round on him. Oh yeah, no, it was crazy. And to your point, I'm guessing you're gonna talk about the Bengals' yeah. O line and how Burrow right, isn't looking like it. One. Go for it. All right. Burrow won't make it out alive. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving Joe Burrow four years left in his NFL career. <laughs> four? Four. Four. If they don't he give him O-line help. Years. They got four years of them if they don't fix their offensive line. Reminder, he tore his ACL his rookie year. Mind, and it was against Washington, against Chase Young and them boys. Mm-hmm. He tore his ACL. Came back next year, got to a Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. This year, it looks worse. And if they don't find a way to protect him, he is not going to last for – he's not going to last much, and it's going to lead to him being on the same path as Andrew Luck. Again, I got – as of right now, the way it's looking, 
Joe Burrow got four years left at best five. If they don't fix that O-line, I'm with you. Um, I think he sticks it out just a little bit longer because he, he is Joe. And he's just that dude. But I could not agree with you more. They brought in all these players. I think Lyle Collins even said, you know, hey, you got a new body or bodyguard. No one's going to touch you. And Michael Parsons got there so many times. I couldn't uh, got beat beat yep. Lyle, Lyle Collins. <laughs> one of his one of his yep. moves is where he uses right arm. He made him turn. It looked like one of them. It looked like one of those small merry um, like merry go rounds that you see at, <laughs> that you see at a playground. <laughs> One of the small, yep. uh, one of the small, one of the rails. He was yep. turning them like that thing, trying it to was, make you go faster. It was bad, man. It was bad. Make, Con- like dog, he made he made Lyle Collins look like a fidget spinner. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do you one better. I think Bengals have a top fifteen pick this year if they don't get their old line stuff to get top ten pick if they don't get the old line act together. Next up, Giants versus Giants versus Panthers. The Giants, eh. They're surviving. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Their offense is not. No. And they got to go and, and they host Dallas Sunday night. Scratch that Monday night next week. Um, yeah, That is a game we'll not be watching because I hate both teams. I, I, I'm going to watch it. I'm hoping the Giants win, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys only because I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys offense is better than the Giants. Daniel Jones just isn't it. He no. is not that dude. The Danny Giants don't, just not messed Danny up. Dimes. The, remember, remember where he was taken. Mm-hmm. I called that too. I remember exactly where I was. Where I see the Giants Question, on the clock. I'm like Daniel he, Jones. Wasn't he in the? Wasn't he in the um, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson class? He was in the Kyler Murray class. So I get. Also, I get why they drafted him. They didn't want uh, Dwayne Haskins at that point. Rest in peace. Um. But at the same time, he is not that guy. Daniel Jones is just not it. No, so he's not. He never was going to be. Their defense is going to take them so far. But the offense, even though Saquon Barkley looks good, they got weapons on the outside. Um, but again, the offensive line is improving. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau, their first, their t- uh, like the number five overall pick, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be back in time for this game, so we get to see him. But at the same Finally. time, but at the same time. I can see this being a defensive matchup, but if you're asking me to pick an offense to be able to put some points and win, I got Dallas only because the offense is better. Um, Giants offense, can, and we talked about Denver's issues. Mm-hmm. You, you'll you still take Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones. Oh, any day. Yep. So, Giants and uh, – I'll take this Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones any day. The Packers are okay. Yep. They're not great. No, Packers They're are mid okay. this year. Early, I picked the Vikings to win the division. The Vikings will be fine as long as they're not in another primetime game for a while. <laughs> Luckily, they have less primetime games than they do just regular games, so they can still win. So they can still win and beat beat the um beat the Packers. But that's going to lead me to my other thing. the The Lions. Might be legit. First of all, Mr. N- Mr. Bite kneecaps himself, Dan Campbell. He got this team ready to roll. The way he motivates his team, the way they fight, the way they go after it. Their defense is not that great. But Aiden Hutchinson looked look, he got it, he got three sacks last week against the commanders. 
He was able to get some things going. The offense right now is the best offense in the league. They, I think, they lead the whole league in points in the first two in the first two weeks. They had thirty five last week when they lost to Philly, and how much did they score? Uh, and against the, and they had thirty six against Washington. Again, the yeah. defense is not that great, but the offense can put up points. Mind you, Jamison Williams, they're like their first round pick, has not played yet, and he's another no. speedster. Mind you, I'm on Ross St. Brown's been balling I'm out too. Ron St. Brown, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how he's doing it, but both him and Jared Goff, they got a connection that's rolling. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, they're getting things going. Their offensive lines is God sent. It is amazing. <laughs> I'm ins- like, they're like that's a team that I'm gonna be interested to watch come Thanksgiving, and I never thought I'd be able to say that. No, for sure. This is going to be a fun team this year. Uh, they are second in the lead in scoring. They're second they in the lead in scoring. Tied for second. You so, know the team is ahead of them? Philly. Bills. Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah, it goes Bills at 72 points, Lions at 71, Chiefs at 71, Dolphins at 62, and the Eagles at 62, and then the Ravens at 62. Dog, think about this. They played a bit. I'm glad you mentioned that because they played the Bills in Thanksgiving. That's going to be a fun game. That's I'm going to be watching. Barring injury. That's going to be fun. That's going to uh, be so much fun. Next one. We already talked. Chiefs are still the king of the West. Mm-hmm. They're still on the West. Let's still sure. leave it at that. Rams versus Falcons. I got two I got two headlines on this one. Two takeaways. Mm-hmm. For the Rams, they're, they are rocky. Yep. They got some issues that they got to work out on both sides of the ball. Mind you, they was up 28-3 to to the Falcons. Falcons came. Uh, Falcons what was that final? And I'm trying to think. That final score. The, that final score was 31. 27-31. 27-31. Falcons almost came back. Yep. Barring like barring Aaron, like Aaron Donald doing Aaron Donald type things and bringing pressure, they were about to come back. Stop making Kyle Pitts block too, please. That and that, and that goes into my second headline. This goes to my headline with Atlanta. For Atlanta. <laughs> Hashtag free Kyle Pitts. Use your weapons for the love of God. Mind you, I got into a debate earlier about this at work. I said this before. When Atlanta picked him with the fourth overall pick, and then they, they, but before that, they signed Arthur Smith, who came out of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Arthur Smith's offensive scheme is a run-heavy type scheme. When I saw the first year of Kyle Pitts' rookie season, the way they utilized him was a type of receiver. Kyle Pitts is a receiving tight end. He he's can not, block, he's, but he can you, block. You but abilities. You're not using him to the best of his abilities because he does not fit the scheme. And what I try to get other people to understand, the way he, Arthur Smith wants to run that system, <laughs> Kyle Pitts is not the tight end to be able to succeed from that. He, no, it's like he asking Tom Brady to the spread option. If it's you want stupid. a tight end to be able to succeed from that and kill somebody and like and be able to still wreak havoc and be a mismatch on the offensive end, Georgia might need to draft. Uh, Georgia better draft Brock Bowers out of Georgia. Uh, like not Georgia, Atlanta needs to draft Brock Bowers out of Georgia. The Atlanta Bulldogs need to draft. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> go and like go, go and do that. But I'm saying free on um, free Kyle Pitts because I'm imagining this. Imagine if Kyle Pitts was in the offense. That Buffalo runs. Imagine if Kyle Pitts was in the offense that Kansas City runs. Imagine if Kyle Pitts 
was in the office that the Cardinals run in an air. He fits an air raid type. He fits an air raid type system. He has the ability to be a blocker, and he is good he at that. There's a reason he was taken do, so high. Yeah. But you—that's like asking. That, that's literally like but asking. But that's not his strong suit. He's able no. to do it. But you want to be able to. You want to be able to throw the ball, have him move him everywhere, be a mismatch on uh, on guys, whether it's linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. But you got to put this joker in an air raid type system. Or at least you got to throw the ball and find ways, find ways to get them open. They're not doing that. So, again, for Atlanta, hashtag free Kyle Pitts. For sure. Next up, and I'll make this quick, Cleveland. The Browns are the Browns. Yep. As simple as that. The Browns are the Browns. Yep. Saints. Jameis is still Jameis. I and mean, there might be – only two people in the league who legitimately hate each other, and that's Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. I love watching their matchups. Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Evans appeal uh, is going to try to appeal for the one game suspension. I'd be surprised if he succeeds. He won't. Uh, with Jameis Winston, I, I said this even last year. Sean Payton <laughs> balanced Jameis out. Yep. Jameis is a is a big play a risk type a risk taker. The problem with him went since he first got into the league, he didn't know how to balance that stuff out. He would force a lot of things. Sean Payton balanced him out to make it, make it easy for him. You are capable of hitting those deep shots, but we need you to be a great decision maker. Sean Payton ain't there no more. So now we're starting. So now Jameis is starting to revert back to Jameis. And that's a problem for New Orleans because the defense is, the defense has been playing really good, and they got weapons on that offense. But Jameis is going to make a lot of mistakes, as Devin White. I was just about to say that. I want to give that exact quote because that was amazing. Uh, quote: I mean, when Jameis left our team, everybody know what he did that year, and we feel like we had a great defense then. And you know, he threw thirty picks. You know. And we just knew he would give us the ball on Sunday. We knew the running backs, you know, cough it up. You know, that's something we came in talking about. We want 30 turnovers as a ball club ourselves. So it was just another game to attack the ball. That's hilarious. Yep. He had three and, interceptions and a pick six. And I get and I get it that uh you know New Orleans came back in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Right. They blow leads to everybody. Everybody that's a no-brainer. That's nothing to gloat about. Now, to me, the best – and somebody want to talk about that the Bucks and the Saints are the best rivalry in football. Nah, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, like, we talk about hate between the Ravens and the Steelers. We understand, like, why people got them ranked because the both, both franchises win. But when you want to talk about just hate, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the record is, no matter – both teams are ashamed of each other. When Atlanta and New Orleans play – there's no love at all because that's not just franchise versus franchise, football team versus football team. That's rap versus that's ATL rappers versus New Orleans rappers. That's ATL that's ATL food versus New Orleans food. That's South versus South. I'm taking I'll take the Falcons and Saints rivalry over anybody. As far as we're talking about great robberies and what it actually is, because that's in the South. 
And they mean that. For sure. La- last two. This is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it Kenny Pickett time? It's fire Matt Canada time before it's Kenny Pickett time. I told you, Mitch ain't that dude. And I knew that uh, Mitch Trubisky is not that dude. You got Chase, you got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Frymuth, and Najee Harris. You got weapons on you got weapons on offense. And in the last few in the last few games that you have played, the last two games that you have played, you've only score you scored 23, barely beating the Bengals, and you scored 14 against the Patriots. And you got all those weapons, bro. If I'm the Steelers, I'm like, just go ahead, throw him in there, see what he can do. Hope that he's answered because you got to get the offense going. Your defense is going to get stops, but if you ain't better to score, what's the point? Right. They got the the Browns this Thursday, so we're going to find out. Lastly, Madden curse Raiders. If – that game of the Raiders and Cardinals don't look – if the way the Cardinals have lost both games this season, they're 0-2, you can somewhat say that's been some bad luck if you believe in that type of stuff. But the way the way the Raiders have lost those last two games, you might think, oh, my God, them jokers are cursed right now because – you look like you're down five against the Chargers. Had a chance to come back. Guess what? Khalil Mack, you got You get strip sacked. Albeit it's Khalil Mack, but still, they're in that game. But the last game where you were up huge, and you let five, and you let five, five Kyler Murray be the main reason you lost in the fourth quarter in overtime, and you had a chance to go on, like go win it, and credit Isaiah Simmons for getting the helmet on ball. And knock it out, and you lose like that again. Rest in peace, John Madden. He's on the cover of Madden. Who did he coach? The Raiders. Raiders. I said if I had to pick one team to miss the playoffs out of the AFC West, and I picked the entire AFC West to make the playoffs. If I had to pick one team that was not going to make it, it was the Raiders for that same reason. They're on the co- like John Madden's on the cover of Madden. He used to coach for he used to coach for the Raiders. Madden curse Raiders. Simple as that. Let's move on. Let's jump right into some college football. We'll make it quick because we don't have a whole lot of time left. So uh, I want to give credit where credit is due, like we always try to do on the show. Uh, Crap State somehow won that game on a miracle. Heck of a Hail Mary. Um I give him credit where credits too. They, yeah, they, college. They game. Co- yeah, and also college game day was there. Like, it still hurts my soul that college game day out of all the Sun Belt schools, it had to be crap state. Mm-hmm. But, uh, apparently, it was a good turnout and everything. So, according to uh, Commissioner Gill of the Sun Belt Conference, um, it, it was a good it was a good turnout, and he you know, like he was very pleased, and yeah. so were the people of college game day. So. No, they were camping out before. It was nice to see. Um, Gators gave me a heart attack as per usual. You got to win. We got to win, and I'm worried about Knoxville. If if Anthony Richardson can just (laughs) breathe, understand he doesn't have to be 
the superhero. He just has to play within his own abilities as well as the abilities and the design of the offense. Things will get better. Game day is going to be games again. Game day is going to be in Knoxville. Y'all ranked yeah. number twenty right now. You're two and one. Tennessee is number eleven. They're three and zero. Oh. You got hook. You got that quarterback hooker. Malik hooker. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this: How? No, how? No. Yeah. No. Hayden. I think it's he. I think it's Hayden Hooker. Uh, let me ask you this: How can y'all beat Tennessee? We need to shut out the noise. Play within the confines of the offense. If in or uh, if Intrell Miller's back, it's going to help a lot. Um, we need to understand that, and we we honestly need to play to our strengths. Uh, Napier said it best uh, with the team. He's like, look, let's just go out, play the same game. Yeah, the noise is going to be there, but let's do our best to now and just play. I mean, the game's the same. So I like it. Um, I think Napier is the leader of that locker room, and I think they're going to do what he's you know he wants them to do. So I think we just we play within our strengths. All right. So let's get into a real quick too. Speaking to coaches, uh, you think Bill O'Brien's done before the end of the season, or there's been, report, there's been reports he's one of the top three uh, candidates for the Nebraska job. Nebraska, <laughs> I understand that um, y'all have been very hospitable for a lot of Georgia Southern fans. Now I need you to be hospitable for a lot of Alabama fans. Take him. <laughs> Take this man. Take him. Whatever you want to know, we'll say nothing good. We'll say nothing but good things about him. Just take him. Hashtag free Let, Alabama's offense. Yes, because to me, Bill O'Brien is going to waste is going to waste the career of the greatest quarterback in Alabama history. Because I'm I, I'm just imagining if if Bryce Young was in the offense that Tua was in, Mac Jones was in, heck, even the offense that Jalen Hurts was in. Or even the offense that Je- like that Jake Coker was in with Lane yeah. Kiffin, Brian Dayball, and and Steve Sarkeesian. I'm like, oh my god. But in the offense that Bill O'Brien has right now, the scheme works. His play calling is terrible. It's terrible. It is. It's terrible. Terrible. He's an awful coach. And look, I get it. We don't have Jamison Williams, and we don't have John Metchie. The experience and our our wide receivers going to figure it out. I got a lot of faith that our receivers are going to figure it out. We still got more guys to coming in. There's still a constant competition uh, on a constant rotation with all of our receivers to be able to find some rhythm and figure out who works. I'm not worried about that. That's going to carry on. Defensively, we're good, even though Bama fans got an issue with our defensive coordinator, Pete Golden. I don't. I got faith in our defense. We're going to be fine on that point. Offensively, we got to find ways to dominate because we ain't dominating. We got the best quarterback in the nation. We got uh we got one of the most explosive running backs in the nation. We gotta find a way to get uh, we gotta find a way our offensive line is improving. We gotta find a way to dominate, not win, dominate. Right. Now Bill O'Brien ain't doing it. Now, now let's get so, one more in before. Corn we Huskers will give you some extra butter for your corn and the extra crop. <laughs> Please take them. All right, we got one more. We got time for one more quick little thing we gotta talk about, and then we gotta close out the show. Uh, I want to mention something that I've noticed, and Jalen, I know you've seen it too. Uh, Georgia State is practically giving away tickets to their next game. No surprise for me. No, no surprise for me. No, nah, they're the worst team in the Sun Belt, and they're pretty much giving away tickets to their next game, which reminds me of one of my favorite instances of when I worked uh, at for, uh, for Georgia South Athletic Marketing. We had a time where Georgia State – posted online about how I remember uh, that. oh yeah they posted online saying for those who don't know a couple years ago 
uh, Georgia State was trying to fill their stadium. They play where the Braves used to play. Yep. So it's a giant complex that a team that wasn't really selling out their crowds before now has. So for one, for the Georgia Southern game, uh, who they are our biggest in-state rivals, they were trying to fill out the stadium and they were giving away tickets to anybody with a student ID. Because they now, use, they use turn they use Turner Park now, former uh, former home of the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. So now they use Turner Park as their football field. Exactly. So they were trying to fill it Turner out. Field, and, Turner Field, Turner Field, Turner Field, Turner Field. Turner Field. Oh, you're fine. So playing the Turner Field, they decided to use uh, social media to promote anybody with a student ID could get a free ticket. Now, for those who paid attention, they said anyone with a student ID. They didn't specify it had to be Georgia State. So someone from ticketing lets us know, like, hey, they're giving away free tickets. So everybody is trying to buy to get these free tickets to go to the game because a lot of the people who are at Georgia Southern are from Atlanta. Yep. So they're just going to go up, stay home, and go to the game and go for free. Like, this is amazing. And that game is going – and Georgia Southern will be in town October 8th. Yes, sir. But that game was funny enough. So I know somebody who actually called the ticket office trying to secure an entire section for their fraternity. Yep. Here's the kicker. Their fraternity was not at Georgia State. And then within a few minutes, they changed the post saying it had to be a Georgia State ID, but they had to honor all the tickets before, I would imagine. So I just totally random anecdote. I just I love telling that story because it. Just those little tiny keywords can drastically change something. My favorite memory of Georgia, of Georgia State football-wise has to be 2018 when we had that magical run with Chad Lunford, Chad Lunford being the head yes, coach sir. at that time. We took over. We took over Turner Field immediately. Oh yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's I wasn't. I, was there, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't there. I was in Statesboro. I, we was have we had basketball practice during that time. I was just listening to the radio. Danny Reed, Terry Harvin, on like in Georgia in the Georgia Southern Sports Network. Um, powered by Learfield. Um, I I heard the students, like the Georgia Southern fans, were louder than Georgia State, which is not a surprise. No, when State came out to their own home field, there were more boos than they were cheers. That felt great. Just and when Georgia Southern came wow. out, there was more cheers than they were boos at Paulson North. Absolutely fantastic, man! Their I love it. Like Georgia State's fan base are the Chargers before are the Chargers fan base before Justin Herbert. <laughs> Non-existent when it comes to football, and rarely existent when it comes to basketball. Even though they're known as a basketball school, right? But as far as their fans go, non-existent. Now their football team is zero and three. Yep. They got clapped by South Carolina, did a pretty good job in the first, but then let up. We already know what South Carolina is. Mm-hmm. They're a mess. And you want to talk about their fa- and you want to talk about fan bases. Mm-hmm. God, South Carolina. Yeah. They lost to North Carolina at home. Nobody, mm-hmm. like rarely anybody showed up. I don't care what Ben Moore puts out on it, like on his Twitter. <laughs> there are other people that post pictures of the game, and you can see it on TV. Right. So, no. Then they were home against Charlotte, lost another close one. They're at Coastal Carolina this Thursday, 6.30 on ESPN2. They're going to lose another one. Good chance they could be 0-5 by the time October 8th comes. Because they got yes, to go to Army next week, next Saturday. 
I think it'd be hilarious. You got anything else you want to get into? Yeah, uh, Georgia Southern lost a close game against UAB. UAB got a really tough defense. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Van Treese, we we were highly on him last week. Didn't have the best week. Uh, had had a few turno had a few turnovers. Uh, but credit UAB, they got one heck of a defense. They're going to be strong in their uh, in their conference. They, they'll be able to make some noise. Uh, it's Georgia Southern homecoming this week against Ball State. Uh, the Eagles will be fine. Uh, Van Treese is going to bounce back, but I think I think Georgia Southern is going to have uh, like going to come home to a nice big crowd. I'm hoping oh, that yeah. it's going to be packed. I'm hoping that it's going to be loud that I can be able to listen to it on TV while I'm working the Alabama game, which which they will be playing their SEC opener against the Vanderbilt Commodores, who've been pretty good on so far. But um, we'll handle the business. We'll we'll handle business on that. Um, again. I still don't know who I'm going to pick for the Gators in Tennessee. I actually got I, I'm a pick I'm a pick Florida because I really 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 don't like Tennessee. Um, I'm hoping Maryland can beat Michigan on because I'm rooting for Talia Tungvaloa. And uh, as far as like other games go in college football, um, the other, the other game that kind of uh, that kind of will catch my eye will have to be like Arkansas at A and M. A and M was able to beat A and M was uh, able to come out with a win against Miami. But that one should be really good uh, with Arkansas and AM. So, you know, we're starting to get real deep in the conference play around these late in these last few games. Um, last thing I want to mention: the biggest game of NFL going into next week will is definitely going to be my uh, the Dolphins versus the Bills. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see if Tua is going to be able to have an encore and see how Miami's going to handle that t- that highly touted Buffalo offense. And see like what uh what they're gonna do. It's Bounce gonna like be that. a war, man. It's we gonna good. be a war. And then I think on uh and you're right on conference play too. Conference play is always just fun, man. But yeah, yeah, on that note, man, let's go ahead and close it out. Thank you for sticking with us uh for another hour. If you liked it, let us know. Tell everybody you know, um, retweet it, share it on Facebook. And if you liked it, man, give us five stars. Let us know. Uh we're on literally every podcast platform I can imagine. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. You know, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. On Facebook, we are Two Dudes of Sports News. On Twitter, we are TDSN Pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. And we'll see you next time. Peace.